Hey friends, it's Mark James. Have I started every single episode of this with that phrase? Everyone, do I ever forget? Do I ever say like, what's up motherfuckers? Or do I always say, hey friends, it's Mark James first? If I didn't say it's Mark James, would you think it was somebody else? (laughs) Sometimes I feel like somebody else. Speaking of feeling like somebody else, it's funny, I was talking to my friend Tom, shout out to Tom Bolton, who had a hangover this weekend. We were talking whilst playing Call of Duty, which is really the main reason I play it, just to chat to my friends. But um, we were talking and he was telling me that he had a hangover and he was explaining how the hangover felt. Now, of course, I have had my share of hangovers in my life, but I don't go in for it anymore. I don't bother. I don't do things that will leave me with a hangover, which are obviously getting drunk. I still drink alcohol um, occasionally. You know, I make a whiskey sour. I sometimes have a straight, um, what's it called? Single malt or, you know, whatever. I've got quite the collection of whiskeys, as you know, in my kitchen. But I never drink to the point of being drunk. I certainly never drink to the point of being like blackout drunk like I used to. You know, when I was in my teenage years or early 20s, probably into my late 20s a little bit occasionally, but never to the point of being leathered. I think maybe a couple of times I've made a mistake if I've been on a night out with some pals and I've thought, oh yeah, I'm on for a big one here. And I forgot that I can't do that anymore. And I've just drank until I've been off my face but very very rarely and certainly the next morning I'll I'll regret that to the point that when some people say I'm never drinking again and you know that you know the next night or a week later they're back on it when I say that I mean it (laughs) I mean not that I'm never drinking again but certainly that I'm not drinking again for quite a long time you know it'll be a while before that happens again I might never get leathered again in my whole entire life because it's just not worth it. And what I realised when Tom was describing the symptoms of a hangover that I said to him, you know everything you've described there, when you get to your mid-30s, because he's in his early 20s, when you get to mid-30s, that's how you feel just from being tired. <laughs> when he goes, oh God, I had six pints of lager. Then we got under the shots and we all had five Sambucas and a couple of, you know, I don't even know the names, a couple of uh, aftershocks or whatever. And then uh, had a couple of shorts, some cocktails, a few of the old um, Long Island iced teas, a fishbowl, which used to be a thing in the Northeast where you just, you'd get a legitimate fishbowl, a closed top fishbowl, you know, the, not like a, a wide bowl. What you'd imagine when you think of a small fishbowl that you could hold in your hand. You used to get one of those full of cocktail and it was like 10 pounds at this pub called the Black Bull in uh, Sunderland. But they used, they was very popular in the Northeast, the fishbowl, probably elsewhere as well. And, uh, yeah, I had one of them and had all of this stuff and was absolutely leather. Don't remember getting home. Woke up this morning, covered in sweat, felt shit, all of that, terrible. And I go, oh, I felt like that as well, to be fair, this morning. And he goes, oh, did you have a big night? And I'm like, nah, I just stayed up two hours later than normal. <laughs> that is literally it. I go to bed now at 11 o'clock, but that's kind of the time I'm aiming to go to bed. So It usually ends up that I'll go in the kitchen and then I'll see that there's a little bit of, maybe there'll be 
a couple of crumbs from Sarah goes mad, you know, she kicks off for me when I say the kitchen's a state because I only use quite extreme language. I think that's being a performer or doing podcasts or whatever. You you feel like you have to use quite extreme language to get your point across or to explain how you feel. So I quite often use pretty top shelf language like the kitchen's a state. And she'll go, it's not a state. I'll go, it's filthy. And she'll go, no, filthy is like, and then she'll describe to me what she perceives as being filthy. And when I say the kitchen's filthy or a state, what I mean is a couple of dishes are on the side of the bench instead of being put straight in the dishwasher. Or there's some crumbs on the bench from where some bread was cut, because we always buy uncut bread. Or... um, I don't know, little things like that, tiny things that are actually just a two-minute job. Uh, To me, my mind perceives them as being a state, and then I say that out loud, and she goes mad. She's like, you make it sound like the place is a mess because I've been in the kitchen for two minutes. And I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? I just mean that it's there's a little bit of... There's two things on the bench that are not supposed to be there, and to me, that's filthy. So... What'll happen is I'll say I'm going to bed at like 11 and then Sarah will go up first. So then there's no like, if I make it up first, I really like that. I like to get in bed first if I can. That feels like a treat. If I'm in the bed and she's taking a makeup off or whatever um, and I can fall asleep before she even gets in bed, that's top draw stuff that that makes me really happy if I can manage to do that because that means I got to bed on time. But usually once she's gone to bed, the pressure to get to bed is lessened. So then I will usually go to the toilet and I'll end up sitting on the toilet for 15 minutes. Then I'll go in the kitchen and there'll be like, you know, a plate or some crumbs. So I think I'll tidy that up. And then I'll end up emptying the dishwasher completely because it'll have been washed. That's why these two plates didn't go in. It'll be because there's clean dishes in the dishwasher. So I'll empty that. And then in emptying it, a couple of things that are slightly wet will drip on the floor. And so then I'll think, all right, now I'm going to mop. And then I think, well, if I'm going to mop the floor or hoover the floor, I might as well wipe down the benches to make sure there's no crumbs left on them that could get in the hoover. So then I'll end up wiping down all the benches and then I'll fill the dishwasher with the other bits that are there. And then I'll notice that there's a couple of spots in the sink from where I've made coffee because coffee makes terrible uh, uh, splatter stains in the sink. So then I'll clean the sink out as well. And before I know it, I've spent another half an hour cleaning the kitchen that was already, to be fair, quite clean. And then it's quarter to 12. And now when it's quarter to 12, I think, right, well, you know what? I'd like to feel really good in the morning. Should I get a shower for bed and then I get a shower? I'm just off my tits, basically. My behaviour is unusual and erratic. I understand that. But that will always add an hour on a bedtime. (laughs) And sometimes it'll be because I want to listen to a podcast. Maybe the new episode of the Peter Crouch podcast or the Match of the Day podcast has come out, which I'm really into at the minute, or some true crime podcast that's really gripping is out or whatever. And so because I'm listening to that, I'll think, oh, you know what? I don't mind doing a bit of cleaning while I'm listening to this thing. And so I'll I'll do that. And then it's midnight. And so generally my actual sleep time is midnight. But because I walk Joshua to school every day this for the last couple of weeks and I've kept it up, it's kind of like I'm getting up at half seven and it's not enough sleep for me that getting asleep at midnight and waking up at half seven It's just about enough, but it's not quite enough. So if I stay up until one or two, I'm a write-off. So Saturday, I stayed up really late. It's weird. Friday, actually, we went to bed at half past ten. Half past ten on a Friday night in bed. And we were. We were in bed. And not even for any kinky reasons. We went to sleep. And so... (laughs) 
<laughs> half ten on Friday, both of us, like, you know, pensioners, were out cold asleep. Saturday, I end up staying up late because I've played Call of Duty till 3am or whatever. So Sunday, I still woke up at half seven yesterday morning, even though I'd gone to bed so late, only had less than five hours sleep. And I felt fine yesterday, but I think it carried over to today. Last night, I watched Line of Duty, Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it hell. Hastings pulled out a blinder there. Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey. Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey. Because he's Irish. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell from that impression. Irish is one of them accents you're sort of allowed to impersonate. It's funny, isn't it, that there's certain accents that... Because, I mean, I'm not impersonating all Irish people, I suppose. I'm impersonating him. I'm trying to impersonate him. And it's okay to impersonate an individual, isn't it? You know, if you're doing... Because uh, there's a very political correct thing about impersonations. Like, if you impersonate Arnold Schwarzenegger or you impersonate George Bush or Barack Obama or whatever, that's sort of okay, isn't it? That is okay, because that's a job. People do it and they find it very entertaining. And if I do that, Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey, that's my bash at doing his voice, his Irish accent. But if I were to impersonate, say, an Indian accent or a Chinese accent, that probably wouldn't be okay, would it? <laughs> People would balk. People would be upset by that. And I would be written off as being a bad person. That's weird, isn't it? So can you impersonate an Indian celebrity who has an Indian accent and that be okay? Or is that frowned upon? I don't really know. The problem is a lot of accent impersonations are very stereotypical, aren't they? Nobody minds if you impersonate a Scouse accent. All right, where are you going? You know, nobody minds if you impersonate a Newcastle Geordie accent. How are man? We can't do the tune. You know what I mean? Nobody sort of minds that. But they are very stereotypical kind of, you know, caricature accents. But I couldn't do that with an Indian accent, could I? And I think that that's okay. I mean, Hank Azari has just apologised recently for doing a poo on um, The Simpsons, hasn't he? You know, that accent, that kind of stereotypical... It, they've, they've written it off as being a caricature of an Indian accent. And I've watched loads of people of Indian descent talking about that character... Uh, and how that character's impersonation caused them to suffer racism as a child. A lot of American comedians, there's a documentary coming out about it, and uh, it's very interesting. So there's a, there's a thing to be found there. I think that's one of the things that society will decide on soon. I think we're getting to grips with, you know, whether or not that's okay to impersonate certain accents. But for now, I think I can say the wee donkey and try and do that as an Irish accent. <laughs> I actually love the Irish accent. It's lovely to listen to, isn't it? A lot of people love the Northeastern Geordie accent. And I used to have one when I was a teenager, but I don't have it now. But I did have one, quite a strong one. And so I find it funny that people enjoy that accent because I don't, but I guess it's from there. But I love an Irish accent. They're very calming, aren't they? They're very fun. And I find that Scottish accents, if somebody is being funny but they have a Scottish accent, I will find that funnier. Like Kevin Bridges kills me, but a part of that is his accent. And Limmy as well, another Scottish comedian, they both really make me laugh, but their accents are sort of part of it. And 
Kevin Bridges actually does a brilliant English accent. It's really strange when you hear someone with a Scottish accent impersonating an English accent, but doing it really, really well. And he does. So, I don't know. We've covered a lot there, haven't we? That's accents. Anyway, I started filming for the vlog today because uh, a couple of people messaged saying they would like to see the vlog. And I'm actually a little bit scared about it because it's going to cover my attempt at weight loss this month. I've got one month until the big show, the big show that I'm getting paid reasonably well for. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure on it as well. There's, I'm being given a lot of trust with this show and I want to deliver. So... It is starting and I filmed for the vlog and I talked about what I was going to try and do in the time frame and then I stood in nothing but my boxer shorts in front of the camera and I rotated all angles to show you where I'm at physically right now and tomorrow I'm going to get weighed. So, and that'll be the start of, you know, day one of getting weighed. Honestly, I couldn't face the scales today because I ate pretty badly over the weekend and I feel like if I just... I'm a bit better today and I'll lose a few pounds without knowing how many I've lost and I get weighed tomorrow, then that'll make me feel a bit better. I think the size of the task is scaring me because I'm terrified of what the scales are going to say, but I'm going to get on them tomorrow and I'm going to film it. And I've ordered a GoPro in order to be able to, to do the vlog. It's a shame actually, because I filmed with a new Sony camera today and it looks like unbelievable. The camera is incredible. And then the GoPro is not going to be quite as good. So it's a shame that the vlog will start with a Sony camera, but then all the stuff out and about on the GoPro will be filmed with the GoPro. It still looks brilliant, but it's not quite as good as the Sony camera. But the Sony camera does not fit in your pocket. I know they say that it does, but does it bollocks fit in your pocket? It's supposed to be a vlogger's camera. It's a bit too big for that. Whereas the GoPro fits in your pocket perfectly. And I made the last vlogs on it. So I'd recommend a couple of people message saying they watched like the first one and the last one. And they're two of the worst ones because by vlog 10, I couldn't really be asked anymore because I was in the middle of a show at Chroma. And on the first vlog, it was way too over long because I just tried to make it like a diary. So in the middle, I actually found a bit of a, a vibe with it. So I'd recommend that you watch, you know, even episode two actually was very good. And then three, four, I feel like they get better. But number two was funny because I jumped off this wall in my hometown and if, I don't know, it's all, you go back and watch it, you'll see. I was very thin actually by episode two and three. And then there's one where I like, it's called weight goals where I get to nearly my best weight and I felt amazing. So that's what we're aiming to get back to. Anyway, this podcast has been a bit flabby anyway, been a bit overlong. So let's call it and uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Oh, I've had a little nap this afternoon, and that was what I was going to tell you. I felt shit when I woke up, but I walked Joshua to school, and I walked home, and I just didn't feel good, like I wasn't ready for the day. So I just went back to bed, and I slept for an hour, and then I got up, had coffee, and started getting on with the jobs. No more jobs! <laughs> Bye, friends.